I'm jazz artist Bretina, and I love listening to The Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show. How do we see our lives? Is it everything we have? All right, welcome to The Alvin Galloway Show here on KRDP. 90.7 FM in the East Valley. Streaming at Listen, the number two, krdp.com. And on this segment of the show, we have Mr. Terrence Hunter, a good friend of mine, and he is a busy little big B. And he's a founder, entrepreneur, investor, community builder, and all-around conqueror of comfort zone who enjoys spending time with his family and serving in the community. He's a board member of the South Chandler Self-Health Foundation, director of the Bigger and Better Business Program for Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, Alpha Epsilon Sigma Alumni Chapter. And he is currently the CCO of Cazador Interactive. And we're going to talk to him about his uh, activities in the community, his business, entrepreneurship, and more. So stay tuned to the Alvin Galloway Show here on KRDP. up Curtis Mayfield you're a winner we're a winner here on the Alvin Galloway show 
All right, Terrence, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Lloyd, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as I said, you are a busy little bee. <laughs> so uh, tell tell us um, about where you where you're from, and um, yeah, we'll start with where you're from. Where, tell us about where you're from. All right, so I grew up right here in uh, South Phoenix, uh, Park South neighborhood, 19th Street and Roser. Uh, went over to uh, North High School, so um, just a all-around Phoenix guy. Okay, all right. And um, how did you get that entrepreneur uh, buzz, you know, that, that drive to be an entrepreneur and business owner? You know, it started out with my grandfather, who was an entrepreneur, uh, owned several uh, different businesses. So I got that bug from him and then just uh, just took it from there. So uh, growing up, everybody wanted to be firemen and doctors, wanted to be a business owner. So I've known since I was a little kid that it was something that I wanted to do. Okay. So did you uh, work in your uh, some of your grandfather's businesses? I did. I can tell you a funny story about that. So my grandfather had a construction cleanup uh, business. And so one summer in high school, uh, he finally hired me to work for him, and I've been asking for years. So he finally hired me, and I was um, working, and I wet up a garage. We were cleaning it, and I wet up the garage. And hence to say, he paid me out the rest of the summer, and I never came back to work for him again. <laughs> and when you say wet up, what does that mean? Wet so um, I was washing out the garage. Um, he would go in after homes were built, and then... Uh, clean out all of the uh, loose cement, um, all of the stucco. And so I was washing out the garage, which he, at the time he thought it was the safest job for me. <laughs> and I wet up the garage. And so, again. <laughs> he said, okay, that's good, and don't come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was my first lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. That's too funny. And uh, now, where, did you go to, to, to college here in Arizona? I did. I went to my uh, first two years at uh, Mesa Community College. Played basketball there, and then on to Western New Mexico co College, oh, West, okay. Western New Mexico University. Okay. So uh, how was life in uh, at the college level? You know, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that college is something that every uh, kid should experience just because you get an opportunity to, uh, number one, learn, but you develop concepts of, of learning and how to be successful uh, out on your own. Mm -hmm. And then also you learn how to build within a community because, as you know, when we're going to college back then, um, you didn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, your parents gave you everything that they could, but you just didn't have a lot. So you learn uh, to work in community with other people. Right, right. How to build relationships. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, the, um, your activities in the community, how did they begin? You know, just I started out, you know, growing up, I was a Boy Scout. Uh, play Pop Warner um, and several different uh, other other organizations. So I've always had that that desire to just kind of serve in the community. And I realized that, you know, what I had was always meant uh, for other people, to, you know, for other people to have also. And mm -hmm. it was meant for me to share. Mm -hmm. And whether that's uh, money, time, talent, you know, it's all a gift. And I'm a river that it flows through. Oh, man, that's that's uh prophetic there yeah. 
For a river that it flows through. That's I'm a great. river that it flows through. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, the uh, I'm familiar with the uh, South Chandler Self-Help Foundation because I used to be we're on the board also. But tell everybody else what uh, the foundation does. All right. So South Chandler Self-Help Foundation is uh, one of Chandler's oldest uh, nonprofits. Started out in the South Chandler neighborhood, uh, serving the community. Um, as the motto is, people helping people. So what we do is just strengthen people, give them the resources and the tools that they need to be successful. Uh, a couple major events that we do uh, each year to raise funds for our programs is a uh, Juneteenth event. Uh, we just finished up the uh, Miss Juneteenth Scholarship Pageant. Excellent event. Uh, we had a full house, and it was a great experience for all the young ladies that participated. And then we do a Black History Month in uh, celebration in February. Mm-hmm. Okay. And director of the Bigger and Better Business Program for your fraternity. Yes, that's uh, that's rewarding in, in and of itself. Um, First off, I have to say that I'm, I'm thankful for uh, my brothers allowing me to uh, serve in this position. But our Bigger and Better Business Program is one of our oldest programs in our fraternity and we have a couple of initiatives uh, underneath this program. Uh, one program is a adopt a business program, and this is where we uh, choose businesses within the uh, African American community that we support. We support them through uh, our social media channels. Uh, we support them through uh, encouraging the brothers to spend mm-hmm. their dollars there, and then also we support them through other ways also. And where essentially we're trying to do anything that the business needs uh, to be sustainable. So we'll go in and uh, talk to them about marketing, uh, advertising, uh, operations, uh, HR. So uh, we have a unique and diverse uh, group of uh, men who have a lot of different skills. So we're trying to bring those skills um, to the forefront and put them out to the community uh, for the good of everyone. Um, another program we have is called our Black Spend Initiative. And again, that's where we are uh, selecting different businesses, uh, sometimes weekly, sometimes every other week, where we go to and we support uh, that Black-owned business through our um, through our dollars by uh, eating there if it's a restaurant, if it's a retail location, by uh, spending uh, money there. So again, just a few of the programs that we have um, that we use within our program to uh, imp- have a positive impact within the community. All right. That sounds great. Drew you to choose that fraternity? You know, just the principles. Uh, brotherhood, scholarship, and service are our core principles. And um, that's what I'm about, just doing things within the community. I believe that um, iron sharpens iron and that we help and assist each other. Uh, scholarship part of it is just making sure that the people coming behind us have an opportunity and a platform uh, from which to grow. And so we always want to make sure that they're not starting with nothing, but that they're starting with something to move forward and that they can uh, multiply and grow. And then the service part of it, again, it's just always been in me to just make sure that uh, others around me are taken care of. Okay. Now, were you introduced to the, uh, the fraternity when you were... Uh At Mesa College or when you went to New Mexico? And actually, I just uh, joined the fraternity uh, spring of 21. So I entered through the uh, through the alumni or graduate chapter uh, phase of it. So it was a little different experience Mm -hmm. uh, going through it. 
at this age and this level. But the reason why I wanted to become a Sigma is I had a lot of friends uh, who were Sigmas uh, in college and then after college. And so I was always around them. Mm-hmm. And then when at, uh, later on in the life when I just decided that it was time that I wanted to join an organization uh, that was bigger than myself. You know, it just made sense mm-hmm. uh, since I'd already been around the Sigmas. Oh, okay. All right. Now, you've been uh, very active, uh, say, in the business world. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the company Cazador. All right. Cazador Interactive. So we are a technology and media company um, who creates uh, visual experiences for venues. So we're helping venue owners bring back the joy to shopping, dining, and worshiping in person. And we're doing that through technology, using digital signage, uh, kiosk, and then large format graphics. And I always like to say, if you close your eyes and think back to some of your greatest uh, experiences, it's not online shopping. It's somewhere that you went and you can remember uh, who you were with, but you also remember what you saw and how what you saw made you feel. So I'm big into how fonts and colors kind of impact uh, the visual experience. Mm, okay. Now, what what, uh, what drew you to that uh, aspect of, of You know, years ago, we were, um, my partner and I at the time, we were working really, really hard marketing to get people to, into our business. And then so I went to him and I said, well, you know what? We want to really create an experience once they're here. Mm-hmm. And so I started the research, started looking at uh, digital signage, started looking at different ways to engage people within venues. And that's how I came up with digital signage. At the time, it was in its infancy. A lot of, um, you know, just big companies had it at the time, the big hotels, mm-hmm. uh, Vegas. And so it was great to uh, to bring it out here. Now, was it difficult uh, to get involved, uh, you know, finding the resource, the capital uh, as part of it? Absolutely. Um, when I started, I can remember there's um, at the time there was a big industry conference in Vegas every year, mm-hmm. all the uh, uh, digital signage expo. I can remember the first year that I went, it was myself and one other African American in the entire expo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of very thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Out of thousands that were attending mm-hmm. uh, over that week. Mm-hmm. And then as far as, um, you know, capital. That's one of the things that that we suffer uh, from in our community is just that access to capital, but also making sure that our businesses are ready to receive capital. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big thing that uh, that's on my mind at the forefront of uh, some of the things that I do is just making sure that businesses understand uh, how do you become fundable um, in, in order so that you can receive yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Uh, the thing about uh, that businesses are ready to receive. So, um, what what do, what do you say in in that? Uh, you know, they might get the money, but do they have like the accounting steps exactly. ready and, exactly. and what have you? Right. It's 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 do they have the systems in place? You know, how will you use the money? You know, mm-hmm. it's easy to say that I'll hire another person. I will uh, use it for marketing. But you have to know exactly uh, what you expect as a return. So if you spend, you know, three dollars in marketing, then you want nine dollars back. Mm-hmm. You know, you want six dollars back. So you have to have a multiple of what you expect uh, for every dollar going out of your business. And then also you have to have systems on 
keeping your administrative costs low. And then also it gives you an opportunity to hire and make business decisions based on data and not just a gut feeling. Mm. Yeah, that's because that's, the gut could be an upset stomach. Exactly. <laughs> you want to make sure you make the right decision right. without the pet mobismo or Tums or something. You know? Exactly. And, I, and I've had, um, you know, some of those upset stomachs. So not every business that I've done has been a success So right, over right. the years. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's by trial and error and experience that you you gain experience and uh and even if you know you fall down they say you fall down seven times you get up eight right <laughs> you just don't lay down right yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 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 amazing now the um aspect of well before we do that uh let's do this take this little break this is the alvin galloway show here on krdp and i'm talking with uh, terrence hunter and he is the cco of Cazador. Uh, interactive and we'll be back programming on krdp is sponsored by maxbiz.net featuring local and black-owned businesses and services including eccentric purses and accessories and in-home physical therapy a certified medicare provider more information at www.maxbiz.net Pharaoh Sanders, you got to have freedom. All right, welcome back to the Alvin Galloway Show here on KRDP 90.7 FM um, in the East Valley. And I'm with Terrence Hunter, uh, who is very active in the community and uh, entrepreneur. And we're talking about his journey, uh, not only in the community world, but also in the business world. Um, the... Uh, process what what would you say we, we talked a little bit about uh finding the financial resource what would you say is the second uh most challenging uh aspect of uh african-american going into business mindset mm. um i think with us we have this we have to do it all by ourselves mm. mindset so when we go into business you know, we have to be Superman. We have to wear every single hat uh, within the business to see, be successful. And then also in that is 
we tend to have a I want to own it all when we at this point, we should be shifting into I rather own a small piece of a larger pie than known 100 percent of a small pie. Mm. And so, again, I just think about mindset um, and then the way we get into doors, um, sometimes it can be difficult. And so we just have to be resilient and then just keep pushing and keep pushing, keep innovating uh, who we are as a person, who we are as a business owner. So that I would say that mindset right, is so. uh, is that just mm-hmm. that next thing. What, what what has kept you motivated? You know, we talk about you know you've had you've had failures, uh, but you kept going. What what kept you motivated in pursuing and saying, okay, and that's enough. I don't throw in the towel. You know, uh, my mother worked really really hard uh, to make sure uh, that I had you know some benefits in life. Um, she always worked you know two jobs. She made dinner. She did laundry, and so I. I just want to make sure that I honor her in what I do and how I live. And then I just keep pushing and keep going. And she would always encourage me um, to keep going and keep pushing. I remember in my first business, uh, she bought me a briefcase. Mm-hmm. And I kept that briefcase for, you know, 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. It was falling apart. <laughs> I ended up, I think I was just carrying it. You know, the strap had broken. And so I was carrying the briefcase. And then the other part of it is just making sure that, again, there were so many people that came before me that paved the way and then reached back to lift me up mm. that, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't turn and do the same thing for others. Mm. Yeah. And then, so, again, it's just bigger than me. And so I want to be um, I want to utilize my talent uh, effectively and making sure that uh, others have opportunities. OK, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you still have a briefcase? Is it like mounted on the wall? Or? I fi- I finally had to let it go. You know, I it, it was black, mm-hmm. but by the time I was done with it, the black had worn off. Um, it was missing the strap. Well, one of the handles had broken, and I would walk into uh, clients' offices, their homes, and and I'd have this briefcase. And here I am talking about financial services, but I'm carrying this old briefcase. You got you got started with it. My mom gave you this. Right, right, right. So, I, so I had to always give that that disclaimer. Right, that it was from my mom, <laughs> and I couldn't let it go. Couldn't <laughs> let it go. That's great. Now, you you have a couple of events coming up. Uh, tell us about a, a golf tournament tournament coming up. Yeah, so we have a uh, a golf tournament at the Pop Stroke in Glendale, which is a uh, Tiger Woods concept out mm-hmm. in Glendale. And what makes it different is it's all putting. So it's uh, like putt-putt golf on steroids. So it's actual real greens. So you have to read the greens. Mm. Um, so it's just going to be an innovative tournament. So we're looking to do some great things and make it a, a pretty nice ex- a, uh, experience for all those who participate. Uh, funds and proceeds will be going towards uh, prostate cancer and then the uh, breast cancer. Okay. So uh, we like to call it a uh, pink and blue uh, event. Ah, nice, nice. So there's no like windmills and no windmill, no, no. So no windmills, no clown faces, just real. Because I'm an expert, at that. you know. I can, I can shoot. I can get it right in there between the swings of the windmill and everything. Yeah, you know what? If you participate, we'll see if we can put one out on the course. <laughs> that'll that'll make me feel at home right there. <laughs> right. And then uh, you have another event uh, with a well organization i guess uh tech stars yeah so um i'm really excited about this just um 
just got the license for to host a uh, TechStars event. So it's going to be called TechStars uh, Startup Weekend Chandler East Valley. And so it's just a um, an event where you have 54 hours to come in, pitch your business, form teams, uh, create an MVP, and then they'll have we'll have a final pitch contest where they'll win prizes uh, towards the end. So it's it's basically a an opportunity for uh, potential entrepreneurs to come in and see really what it takes to uh, grow and start a business within mm-hmm. the uh, community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the um uh, that would that date what's the date on that that one runs uh november 4th 5th and 6th so again it's 54 hours okay. uh, to kind of come in and uh grow business okay. or start a business and the uh, uh golf tournament event what date is that and the golf tournament is october 7th okay. at 8 a.m and if uh, people want more uh, information um about that, how would they? You can reach out you? through our uh, social media channels or uh, my website, www.cazadorinteractive.com. Okay. And those are all the same on all the social channels as okay. well. And spell it Cazador for us C A Z A D O R Interactive. Okay. Dot com. Now, the, the and, and what does Cazador mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cazador is hunter in Spanish, and here being uh, in the Southwest, um, I just thought it was ideal and fitting uh, from a business perspective. And then I didn't want to just have it be uh, the hunter agency or just my name. So um, I like Cazador because it's hunter or the hunter, which means we're going after it. Mm. Mm. That's great. That's great. Now, the um, uh, aspect a business and I would say life is um, being able to manage your funds adequately adequately, and everything um, and sometimes we face those challenges uh, what, what, what was the importance of having say financial literacy in people's lives? You know it's, it's important um, society has taught us that you know it's about how much money you make and how you make your money, um, maximizing, you know, the money on the front end. But we've seen countless stories of people who make, you know, who aren't rich, you know, by any um, society means, but they're millionaires when it's all said and done. So it really comes down to making the money, um, protecting your money, and then uh, growing your money. And so those are kind of the pillars of which I kind of uh, kind of live by now. So we bring it in. We want to make sure we know what's coming in, when it's coming in, and what's going out. And then there's certain money that, again, has an expectation that it has to multiply. Mm-hmm. And so I have this saying that, you know, um, the harder your money works, then the smarter you can work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have this thing now about um, in this grind uh, community in this grind time and work hard and no you do all those things but you also want to uh, build some systems in and you want to work smart mm-hmm. and then you want to have your money work for you so most of us our money's unemployed <laughs> <laughs> right. and so you know based mm-hmm. on some of our spending patterns our money isn't a um, 
it isn't an asset. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you turn your money into an asset and mm-hmm. so that your money produces other money. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's wisdom right there. Well, thank you. He, he dropped a couple nuggets. If you guys didn't get it, there's some nuggets right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I remember you uh, used to coach basketball, I think, when your son was, was younger. Yeah, yes. And so do, are you still coaching basketball? I um. I get out there every now and then, kind of help out. Um, when my son went to uh, high school, about when he was maybe about a junior in high school, I stopped coaching, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to uh, sit in the stands and be a parent. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had spent many, many years uh, coaching, coaching him, coaching other teams. And uh, by got by the time I got to that point, I just wanted to just sit in the stands. And, you know, and occasionally yell at the refs <laughs> and occasionally yell at the coaches about the decisions they were making because I had heard it for years. Yeah. But at the time, the program was called uh, Dream Quest. And so we are going to revive that and uh, just kind of change it a little bit. Um, when we started out, the uh, concept was to use uh, basketball as a platform to introduce uh, the players into uh, other careers within Uh, the sports industry. So we always want them to know that you can love sports and be around sports. You just don't have, you know, you don't have to just be a player. You can be a coach. You can be a referee. um, You can work in uh, the front office. You can uh, be in ticket sales. And then if you really dream big, you can be an owner. Mm -hmm. And I can share some, um, one story with you. I had a, had a young kid who, you know, loved to play the game, but at the time, you know, uh, talent sometimes in basketball uh, reveals itself early. Mm-hmm. And so I'm one that um, I only try to speak life uh, over situations and life into uh, these young men. But I had one kid who just was a little bit different in that he thought the game like a coach, mm-hmm. even at an early age. Uh, but from a talent perspective, he may have been a little bit behind some of the other players and some of the other guys. So I went to him maybe around you know, maybe around the eighth grade, you know, and I said, hey, you know, you see a lot of things that these other guys don't see. I think you'll be a great coach. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, of course, he didn't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't what he wanted to hear. You know, he wanted more playing time. He wanted to start, which everybody does. But what that did is it gave him an opportunity to, um, to kind of change his thought process uh, during that time. Mm. And so now I'd like to say that he is a coach uh, out in Chicago, right. uh, coaching a team. He's coached high school. Now he's running a program um, out in Chicago. So, you know, so again, it was another opportunity for uh, basketball to be a platform uh, for something good. Right. And then right. I can share a story with you also. You know, we all play hoping and dreaming that we're going to be uh, one of those 300 plus or 400 plus players that make it to the league. So one uh, one year in practice at uh, Mesa Community College, our coach was friends with uh, Mick, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Majerus, who was the uh, Utah basketball coach at mm-hmm. the time. So he comes in and he watches us practice. And then at the end of practice, he's he's talking to the team. Um, and then he goes, I don't see one pro in here. And I mean, if you could just see guys' shoulders shrink, mm. you could see guys who, you know, the more defined ones go, I am going to make it. But at that point, I knew 
that I had to take another path mm-hmm. and that I had to get on that path right then and there mm-hmm. so that I could maximize my runway. Right. That's great. That's great. Now, as we close out, uh, give everybody how to get in touch with you again. So, again, uh, website or social media, uh, com. C-A-Z-A-D-O-R, interactive.com. Okay. And uh, I asked you for, um, do you have a favorite song or artist that you want to go out with? Yeah, you know, um, one of my favorites is uh, Pastor Mike Jr.'s song, uh, Winning. And what is that? You know, in the song, it just talks about I'm winning, uh, you're winning, everybody's winning. Um, No matter what I face, I'm winning. And so I tend to just live by that. And I think I embody, you know, that spirit because it's, you know, a win for me is a win for everybody else. And then also when you're winning, I'm cheering you on as well. So I want to make sure that uh, everybody around me, you know, wins and has an opportunity to uh, pursue their purpose. And whatever that purpose is. You know, I want you to to, uh, pursue it to the fullest. Um, I always tell people, you know, you have to define what success is because it may be different than what I believe success is. It may be uh, different than what your parents believe success is. Um, It's just what it is, what success is to you. You -hmm. know, what does it mean? What does success look like? And then let's create action steps and let's execute against those against that action plan. All right, great. Uh, this is the Alvin Galloway Show, and uh, and we'll be back. I'm going to win. You going to win. Everybody around me win it. Yeah. Everything around me win it. Yeah. I know. You going to win. Everybody around me win it. Yeah. Everything around me win it. Looking like I'm gonna lose. Working real hard and I'm trying to win. I gotta break the cycle. And I gotta do it now. Normally I wouldn't let this break me. So I decided today. Woke up this morning, I'm blessed. Food on my table, I'm blessed. Clothes on my bed, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Devil already know I'm winning. Devil already know I'm winning. Devil already know I'm winning. I knew you would Troubles don't last always So just
table, I'm blessed. Clothes on my bed, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The devil already know I'm winning. The devil already know I'm winning. The devil already know I'm winning. I know he know I'm winning. If you knew like I knew you would stay close. Pastor Mike Jr. Winning. All right, welcome back to the Alvin Galloway Show here on KRDP 90.7 FM in the East Valley and streaming at listen, the number 2, KRDP.com. And I want to thank my friend uh, Terrence Hunter with Casador Interactive again uh, for coming on the show Um and tell us a little about his journey in business and community service. Uh, Terrence is a great individual, a, a good human being, and it's always good to be in friendship with a good human being. And he's not a bad bowler also. Uh, we participated in a couple of, couple of bowling events, and um, yeah, and he's not bad at that either. Now, um, before I do that, let me do this. One way listeners like you can support KRDP is by becoming one of our sustaining donors. Your financial gift supports the diverse programming you hear on KRDP. It also provides opportunities for youth, interns, and members of the Valley community to learn radio broadcasting and for coverage of local arts, culture, and politics. And don't forget, your financial contribution is tax-deductible. For more information or to sign up to become a KRDP Sustaining Donor, call 602-254-6636 or visit our website, listen2krdp.com and click on the Donate button on the top menu. And we thank you for your generous support of KRDP. All right, we come to an end of another one. And remember, today is a great day to make somebody's day great. Don't forget to look us up on Facebook, uh, The Alvin Galloway Show, and to check out our podcast, The Alvin Galloway Show, wherever you find your favorite podcast shows. Or you can check us out on Facebook where we post them also. And we'll see you next time here on KRDP.